Good afternoon. This is John O'Halloran with Chalk Dinosaur Podcast, episode number 14. If we want to feel inspiration, we must not wait for it to find us, but rather, we must seek it out and cultivate it. Inspiration is one of life's greatest feelings. Periodically, it finds us. To some degree, we don't have control over when and how often we feel inspired. But I'm a firm believer that inspiration finding us represents only a small part of the equation. It is fully within our power to seek out inspiration and fill our minds with thoughts, people, words, music, and art that inspire us. It's within our power to seek out experiences and people who inspire us, uh, inspire us to feed our flame and reach higher. Inspiration can feel like it occurs randomly, but the more I think about it, the more I begin to realize that we put ourselves in the situations that result in the feeling of inspiration. The places we choose to go, the people we choose to spend time with, the music we choose to listen to, the way we choose to live, the ways that we choose to spend our time, the content that we choose to fill our brains with. I don't want to rely on inspiration finding me. I need to actively seek it and put myself in places and situations that inspire me, fill my head with art, music, and stories that lift me up, people who make me want to grow. I feel like I'm realizing this even more as I write this. The realization that we create the conditions for an inspired state. And in order to live a more inspired life, we must actively create a fertile environment for inspiration to sprout. If you feed it and nurture it, it'll grow. And if you neglect it, it'll wither. I'm realizing now that most of my life, seemingly subconsciously, is centered around cultivating and nurturing and protecting the feeling of inspiration. Feeding creativity requires conscious intention and effort. It requires thought and attention. Daily journaling is one of my ideal practices. I don't always meet my ideal, but I'm always trying. Journaling feeds the flame of inspiration by helping me to know myself better. It sheds a light on my motives and true feelings in ways that would otherwise be unacknowledged or unnoticed. It gives me a safe space to express my fears, aspirations, and frustrations without the worry of being judged or hurting someone's feelings, which are two of the main things that cause me to filter and ignore certain thoughts, feelings, or self-truths. It gives me a greater sense of connection between my thoughts and my words, my feelings and my actions. It is a safe place to dream without pressure or fear of humiliation. Meditation helps to create fertile grounds for inspiration by honing my ability to let go of toxic thoughts and mental chatter. One of my favorite analogies with the mind is the jar of silty water. When it's shaken and in motion, it's cloudy, but when it's kept still, it becomes clear. 
Although the positive effects of meditation can be felt quickly with regular practice, I recognize that like so many other practices, it's a lifelong journey with no end. Personally, I really need that practice to be able to step out of the world in which I often find myself, compulsively checking my phone, email, social media, uh, racing thoughts, worrying about what I'm going to do next. And I truly believe in the power and positive potential of meditation. As with journaling, it helps me feel a greater sense of self-awareness. Awareness of my emotions, my reactions to those emotions, compulsive or obsessive thought patterns, and it helps me see things more objectively. I'm not claiming to be very good at this, but I see the potential for benefit, and I've felt the positive effects enough to be a believer and to continue practicing. So I started doing that about four years ago. Uh, exercise is another powerful practice. The focus that naturally comes when you're in the middle of a physical challenge is a therapeutic and rejuvenating feeling. In many ways, it shares some of the same effects as meditation and journaling. It can calm and ease tension in the mind and provide a cathartic release, even when I don't feel like I need it. It also provides a simple platform for growth. The relationship between work and results is direct, reliable, and in many cases, fast. The feeling, uh, feeling of growth, even though with exercise it seemingly has nothing to do with creativity or inspiration, is in itself inspiring, and that feeling uh, carries over to every other aspect of my life. The feeling of moving forward, of creating a healthier lifestyle, of improving, are all psychological feed for inspiration and action. The more you do, the more you grow, and the more you grow, the more you feel inspired to do. The psychological effect in my experience works synergistically with every aspect of my life. And all of these inspirational growth practices or growth factors support and strengthen each other. When I sharpen my body, I feel more motivated, more focused and sharper in the mind. I have more of that beloved feeling of inspiration and ambition, more drive, more self-confidence, and an overall better disposition. Intentionally choosing to engage with certain events or people can be a huge source of inspiration. And this is another thing that we can control. Intentionally spending time around inspirational people uh, is, yeah, something that we can control. Um, when I see certain musicians play, or certain bands, I'm inspired to learn and practice and get better. When I'm around people who are really dedicated at anything they do, or really good, um, or really positive people, I'm inspired to, to go in that direction. Uh, for example, some, some people that I've had the pleasure of working with and being around that uh, give me that feeling of wanting to get better at what I do. Uh, when I watch Jules Powell's, <laughs> Jules Powell or Steve Ippolito play the drums, it makes me want to get better. Um, when I see Benny Rossman or Michael Berger play the bass, 
and that makes me want to get better at bass. Um, Lucas Bauman, he makes me want to be a better piano player. And um, John O'Brien and Jason Greenlaw, when I'm around them, it makes me want to understand the language of music better. Um, there's plenty of producers and artists that I don't know personally that inspire me just through their work. And uh, when I saw, let's see, on Saturday, I saw Jeremy Colbert's show. It was an album release show for his solo project, Taragape. And that event was very inspiring to me just in the way that it was so deeply intentional and thoughtful. And um, as Jeremy was describing to me what he was trying to accomplish, create an experience that went beyond the music, uh, it definitely did that. And that was, that was really cool to see. Somebody doing more than just getting up and playing the show. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, it kind of just was cool to see. Someone put together something a little, little bit more bigger and more thoughtful. Uh, there's so many people in the non-creative world as well. We're just great people with dedication and passion. And uh, I often ponder the importance and impact of spending as much time as I can around inspiring people, inspiring places and events. Uh, there's plenty of it out there. And we have the choice in, I would say, most cases, to spend our time in whatever environment we want. In most cases. Of course, there's probably some exceptions, but probably, you know, you have free time, I have free time. Um, we, have, we can choose what we want to do with that. And we can also choose what we want to do for a living. Um, so I think about that all the time. Uh, certain, certain environments are creatively stimulating and make me want to do stuff. And those are the kinds of places I'm trying to, trying to spend more time in. Uh, so we also choose what kind of content we consume and what kinds of people and conversations we choose to tune into. So, for me, at a certain point, I think around 2014, I was in a somewhat of a debilitating depression and didn't have really the drive to, to even do what I, like, what I like to do the most, which is, is produce music. And it was at that point that I started to seek out information and kind of material to help me reshape my perspective and my thinking. And, you know, it started with a lot of self-help type books, like The Happiness Advantage, The Power of Now, Mindfulness in Plain English, um, The Habits of Highly Successful People, I forget how many habits there are. A bunch of these books, um, just looking for information and I mean these were I guess pretty surface level books but it was enough 
to to help me change the way I experienced life. And um, yeah, so, and, and then at that point, I started to realize more and more that my perspective on life is really what is shaping my experience completely, you know, not the factors in my life, but my perspective on it. And I, I realized through a lot of different things, but I realized, you know, that the same circumstances can feel completely different if you are, you know, depending on your mindset. So around that time, and, and since then, I've kind of made a conscious effort to avoid filling my head with worrisome or negative content. Like, we choose what we want to read, what we want to watch, what we want to listen to. And, um, like, why would I choose to absorb all of this bad stuff? Um, so, I don't know, whenever I'm listening to, to content kind of stuff, I'm trying to... I'm trying to have it all be stuff that lifts me up and makes me want to, makes me want to just grow. Um, so a lot of inspirational type podcasts, self-development podcasts. Um, let's see. I was, I really like the Jocko podcast. I listened to the Rich Roll podcast, Tim Ferriss podcast. Um, certain episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, the Tony Robbins podcast and, you know, all his video stuff. I listened to, um, like inspirational commencement speeches, uh, and, and stories and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I'm just trying to have all uplifting stuff in my brain. Um, you know, the stuff that I can choose. Uh, obviously, we can't choose, you know, if something bad happens, you know, that, that's going to be, you can't ignore that. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that we can choose to consume. And uh, I think it, it makes a big difference for me to, to kind of direct what I'm consuming because all that stuff, I think, just seeps into the subconscious. It's all just up there and why not fill it up with good stuff? And like I said, it's not to say you're ignoring problems or things that aren't good, but I'm not seeking them out, and that's the difference. I used to be... I went through a period where I was kind of addicted to reading news articles. I think it was when I first got like the news app or like started using the news app on my phone. And I would just read endless articles and there was no end. And pretty much all of them were things that were bad. Um, things that were disheartening or, or disturbing. Uh, and that's the way the news is because the news industry is, you know, it's a business and they make their money by getting viewers and selling ad space to the advertisers this is what an actual newscaster from pittsburgh told me in my journalism class uh he told our whole class he was like yep this is a business the business is selling eyeballs and 
this kind of like alarmist negative news is what gets the most viewers. So that's what, that's what we do. Um, <laughs> which was, I appreciated that honesty. Um, but yeah, I, I was able to get out of that news addiction. Um, we're just reading all these terrible stories. Um, almost just the shock value of it is kind of alluring, but it's not, it's not doing me any good. In fact, it's doing the opposite. Um, yeah, so we choose what kind of content we want to consume and how much. And uh, yeah, so I've detached from the news, but I'm still in an ongoing struggle against the distractions of the internet and TV. Watching TV is extremely comfortable, but ultimately it's very unfulfilling. Uh, I'm resisting it and avoiding it as much as I can because I've become acutely aware of the mind-numbing effect it has on me. It kind of snuffs out any feelings of ambition or creativity pretty quickly. Oftentimes, uh, well, in the house I live in, I work upstairs in a, in a room where there's, that's like the music room, also my bedroom. And uh, after, you know, a day, I'll go down and eat dinner, and uh, I always eat in our living room, so across from the TV, and if I'm not really careful and disciplined, you know, I can end up spending the whole night for the rest of the night, you know, I just end up there, my night ends on the couch eating <laughs> for hours. Um, so. It's very, it's very uh, tempting and easy to allow myself to uh, succumb to the sedation of sitting on the couch and watching TV. To be fair though, there are certain instances where I've had a long day and uh, I feel creatively tapped out, I guess, like I ineffective. Um, like my brain has nothing left to give that day. And in those situations where I really feel like, okay, even if I go upstairs and do something, try and do something, I, I don't think, you know, I feel like I have nothing left to give today, then I'm okay with, with vegging out a little. But even still, in those situations, wouldn't it be better to read a book or listen to some music and draw or something instead, like relax in a different way? That, that could still feed into creativity and help inspire and refresh my mind other than TV. And um, yes, I think absolutely I know that there are better options. Uh, but, you know, it's so easy to ignore that thought and just give into the path of least resistance, which I need to remain aware of because if I continue to keep going down the path of least resistance, uh, that's not gonna be a very fulfilling life for me because I thrive off of making music and doing creative stuff. So um, I need to stay vigilant of that. And I, I wanna try and design 
my life to cater to that creativity and inspiration and feed it as much as I can. So yeah, my point is that I believe that inspiration is cultivated and yes, sometimes it'll strike at random, but there are so many things that we can do to feed our inspiration and create ideal mental and environmental conditions for inspiration and creativity to flourish. Um, feeling inspired is one of my favorite feelings and it provides the fuel and drive to grow. And growth is one of my other favorite feelings. Uh, they go hand in hand and they feed each other. And why sit around hoping it'll happen when we can tilt the board in our favor? So, yeah, I'm trying to create a life within the parameters I can control. Uh, I'm trying to create a life where I'm coming into contact with things that inspire me as much as possible and cutting out the things that have the opposite effect, that numbing comfort effect that is so easy but really doesn't do much for me. Um, what does that mean for me? Okay, so for me, this means more time playing instruments, just having an instrument in your hand uh, and playing it. More time learning, more time recording for fun, um, just playing in that playground and uh, doing that more often. Um, more time reading, more time listening to music. Listening to music, I need to do that more and I need to do it more in an active sense because no doubt there's a benefit from passive listening where where I'm doing something else and there's music playing. Like when I'm journaling and there's music playing or when I'm at the gym and there's music playing. I still absorb some of that and I can find inspiration and creative ideas doing that. But I think there is a pretty big difference between doing that and sitting down and giving yourself to the experience of listening to a piece of music or an album with undivided attention and really allowing yourself to get absorbed into that work of art. Um, so I need to do that more. Uh, I used to do that more when I was younger, I feel like. We'd go to our go to a friend's house and we would just sit and listen to music, sometimes in silence and just like be in that experience. And um, happens at concerts and music festivals too, where you're, where you get really engaged and immersed um, and you're not distracted. You know, a lot of times when I listen to music at home or something, I'm, I'm looking at my phone, I'm doing something else. So I'm not fully present in the music. And, and that's what I want to try and do more of, active listening. So, also, okay, back to my list. What does this mean for me? Creating a life where I'm coming into contact with things that inspire me as much as possible and cutting out the things that have the opposite numbing effect. So, spending more time around highly gifted and dedicated, passionate musicians. This is in the context of musical life right here, but 
this is my own personal context here, but um, I'm sure it could be applied to any any interest that anybody out there has. Spending more time around people who are really dedicated and gifted at that, because whenever you spend time around people who are really dedicated and gifted, that you absorb that, that rubs off, even if you know not consciously trying to emulate their dedication or their gifts it rubs off i can't really tell you how often i spend a little bit of time around somebody who's really good like uh you know zach wiesinger on guitar or something if i play music with him even if i'm not playing guitar if i'm playing drums or something just like being around him and hearing him play and talk about music and stuff that makes me I, I get better just from that another example and this is like a content consumption example I remember one day before practice I put on the Pink Floyd live at Pompeii video um, which is like a live concert video they made which was really awesome and I really liked it and yeah I was super into it and then we went to go practice and we had a jam <laughs> and it was it was like way better than what it would have been if if we hadn't watched that before like we did it would like inspired us to do different things and I remember that being a particularly at least me I don't know if everybody else was feeling it as much as me but I was I was trying a, a lot of different and new stuff and it, it was a very inspired jam and that wouldn't have happened if I didn't, you know, watch that video. But yeah, um, just being around people who are really driven and dedicated, just seeking those people out and spending more time with them or just watching them do what they do, like going to concerts. I should. I should go to more concerts. Like, as I've started to perform more, I've started going to less concerts. And I think that's bad because I need, I don't, yeah, like I get a lot from watching inspiring performances. And I don't know why. Um, I feel like I've just kind of stopped going to concerts as much. And uh, I think that's really important because that's how the, I mean, that's how a lot of my inspiration sprouted in the first place to, to do this, it, it, at least with the performing, like going to shows and seeing inspiring performances made me want to do that. Now, I guess there's something to be said, you know, you need to have that internal intrinsic motivation to do something like that, but it certainly helps when you have an external some external juice being infused into your juice tank. Uh, yeah, so... Those are the things I need to, to focus on doing more of. And things I need to do less of are less time watching TV. Less time aimlessly browsing the internet. Less time staying up too late beyond the hours of social value or creative productivity. Um, just less of these things that 
make me feel like I'm unconsciously passing time, which is a big waste for me in my, when I think about it, like, it feels like a waste when I'm unconsciously passing time. So that, that's the kind of stuff I'm trying to cut out. Uh, you know, I need a more disciplined use of time and resources. I want to spend more time in the flow state, which, you know, if you have an instrument in your hand and you're playing, or I'm completely immersed in a recording, that's when I can get into the flow state and time loses its, you know, normal sense. And, um, even video editing, just doing doing any activity where time time loses its meaning and, and an hour can feel like 10 minutes. That's what I need to spend more time doing. And I remember when I was writing that album, or like kind of coming up with the music for Flow State, I was trying to do that as much as I could, get into the Flow State. So a lot of it was just jamming in my room to beats <laughs> that I was making. and that. That ended up being the album, and hence the name Flow State. That's what I was thinking about at that time, 2015. So yeah, I need to spend more time doing that. You know, just um, more time intentionally maintaining the health of the body, the mind, and the spirit through exercise, journaling, and meditation, respectively. So, I don't know, I, I couldn't sleep last night, and that, what I just said, that whole chunk of stuff, was an entry uh, in my journal. Um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't sleep, I knew I wasn't going to be able to sleep, and I, I started to have these thoughts circulating in my head about this kind of stuff, I was just thinking about it, and it, you know, came to the point where, you know, I, won't, I felt like I wanted to write it down and, and share it on the podcast. If we want to feel inspiration, we must not wait for it to find us, but rather, we must seek it out and cultivate it. What does this mean for you? I don't know. But I know what it means for me. And I'm sure it could be applied to, you know, any, anybody's life. What, you know, when we pay attention, at least when I pay attention, I feel like it, there's pretty clear signs of what, what gets me excited and what makes me feel good. And like, I want to grow and there's stuff that doesn't do that. So trying to acknowledge and do as much of the uh, the good stuff as possible and kind of surround my life and mental mental uh, environment with as much of that stuff as possible. So uh, I guess before I end here, I'm going to do a little news recap for uh, Chalk Dinosaur, the band. So we got a show coming up this Sunday, February 29th, at Mr. Small's Theater. 
we're going to be one of the openers for RJD2, who is a legendary producer and DJ, and um, so that should be that should be interesting. The last show I got to open for RJD2 was very very well attended, and it had a very great feel. The crowd was very fun, and it felt like a party in there. And um, so this would be interesting because we're we're going to be playing as a full band, and the opener and the headliner are DJs. So hopefully it sounds okay. The sound guy uh, does a good job. Usually it sounds great in there. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully that will happen. I'm, I'm, and after I booked that show, I found out that Starship Mantis was having their last show ever on the same day, and I'm bummed about that. But I don't know when the offer came in. Everybody was was on board to do it, and it's it's going to be a big, uh, probably a big audience of people who may not have heard us before. So it'll be good exposure. Uh, it would be it would be great to see Starship's last last show. That'll be a special one for sure. Although you know. The three times I've seen him at the three times I've seen him at Farm Jam, I was right like standing amidst the band, and I don't know, I don't know if it gets any better than that for me. Um, so what else we got? Um, March fifteenth, I think it is. It's Saturday in March. I'm gonna be doing a DJ set. Like I'm going to be DJing at the Ascend. Oh, that's. March 14th, yeah. I'm going to be DJing at the Ascend members party. Ascend is the rock climbing gym in Southside that I go to. And I'm kind of somewhat of a resident DJ there. I DJ uh, a couple times a year. Um, And this will be like the first members party I've DJed. So I'm excited to do that and be a part of it and... um, yeah, I love that place. So, I'm going to try I was going to try a little experiment. I want to have some I want to have some new music. I always want to have new music when I DJ. Yeah. So, I had an idea. I was like, well, maybe I'll just make a make a beat every day. Um doesn't have to be a a crazy big idea or anything, just like grooves. Just make a groove every day and then I can mix make them you know, make them formatted to be ideal for mixing in a DJ set. So just these grooves that I can go in and out of, that'll be, that'll work well together. I think I might try that. We've also been, as a full band, we've started making some videos. Um, these are like short two to five minute videos of us playing a piece of music that like an original piece of music these aren't songs on albums or anything these are just musical ideas that we put together to record videos so we could release little videos performance videos the idea behind it for me was that you know um it's like a we, I, I wanted to create a consistent output of some kind of content 
for people to to watch and like stuff for people to to kind of chew on and um making these little short videos worked really well for me in the past in 2015 i started doing that and it snowballed into flow state the album and all the shows and everything that started to train reaction that's still happening today and um and that was you know those were the principles of those videos were, all right, it needs to be, you know, a short video, something that I can do, get through in one take without making a mistake. That's like a terrible mistake. And then, um, just recording good audio and it turned into some musical ideas that I really liked. And each video got more sophisticated and like the whole thing just developed, so that's what I'm hoping will happen if we do these videos. So I also thought it would be a good way to kind of get the creativity flowing because so many times the enormity of a task like writing an album or something can be paralyzing uh, for me at least. So doing these little videos without the pressure of that, just like, all right, we just want to make these little pieces of music. They don't have to be masterpieces they don't have to be perfect we just want to make them and and keep going and get that creativity flowing i think it would be great pack practice for writing and arranging pieces of music arranging music is the hardest part for us as a band putting our ideas together because we have plenty of grooves and like little ideas but like making it into a, a like a structured song is the that's the hard part for us. So I feel like doing these videos will be a good way to practice that. And um, just a curiosity, you know, putting more out there and seeing what comes back. Because I would not have imagined, I did not imagine when I started making videos the first time around, uh, they were solo videos, but I did not imagine at all what, would, what ended up coming back um, over time. So I'm curious to see what comes back. At the very least, we'll have a bunch of new musical ideas for an album. And um, yeah, I mean, I'll evaluate probably after we do 10 of them and see what 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 is done for us and what we got from it. At the same time, we are we want to record a new album. So we've got to work in when we're going to, we, we have two songs we need to finish writing, and I want to finish doing that together. Um, so we need to find time to do that. But we also need to find time to do these videos, which is usually just takes one day, a couple hours, one day. But we also need to find time to write ideas for the videos. That usually takes an hour and a half for us to put put something together and you know i think we'll get faster at it if we keep practicing it um so finding time to do these things and practice and prepare for our march 26th show that'll be the first show we've ever like put together ourselves with uh it's part of a show trade with the band we played with in chicago called chachuba it's not the ideal scenario for our first like headlining show because it's on a Thursday 
there's no local bands on the bill except for us. Like we're the only local. It's just us and the Chicago band Chachuba. Um, yeah, because Thursday is a weeknight. You know, it's a work night. Um, so we, I kind of figured it might be better to not have it to be an extremely long night. Or, you know, have another hour and a half in there. I was thinking like 8, eight to 11.30. Or 8 to 11. 8 to 11.30, something like that. So, but, you know, this is part of our, what we're doing. Chachuba hosted us in Chicago, and it was a great show. And I think we made a great impact on Chicago and uh, at least the people that were at the show and it was pretty well attended and and now we want to we want to help them get exposed in Pittsburgh um so that's March 26th and then March 27th we have a show for Tweed's album release party we're going to open for Tweed with Chachuba again this is in Westchester and I'm Pretty sure it's just going to be me and Nick. We're going to do a duo set. Not positive yet. Uh, still waiting to hear confirmation from within the band uh, if the full band's going to be available for that. And then, um, yeah, Westchester. Nice. It's a little closer than Philly. It's a little less hectic to get in. And I also have some experience there because I used to date a girl that went there. So I used to go there on the weekends and, uh, yeah, this will be the first time back in, um, 10 years, over 10 years. So that'd be interesting. Okay. I am going to stop this now. Now that I've announced those two shows, the DJ thing. Oh, yes. I've uh, I've been commissioned. I got commissioned. The, okay, the, there was a game called Starblazer uh, that came out, a VR game, like an indie game. It's actually not out yet, but they, they've been developing it. And they found my song, Starblazer, and they they put it in their their game as like a little Easter egg thing. And now they're working on a new game a new VR game, and they commissioned me to make the theme song for it. So I'm not going to tell you what the game is or what it's called or the concept or anything because I think that's they want to keep that confidential, but uh, they, they commissioned me to make a, the theme song, so I'm super excited about that. I've always wanted to do that. I mean, not always, but as long as I've been producing, I've wanted to make some music for a game and uh this is my first commission to uh make a theme song for a game and uh i'm excited about that so other than that yeah i think i think that's it uh yeah so what day is it? it's monday yeah so have a good uh rest of the week and um that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening, uh, and I'll see you later.